Martin! Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! Jobber Talk with Martin! And welcome to Jobber Talk. My name is Martin, and today our special guest would be none other than the DPW Heavyweight Champion, El Guapo Carlos Zamora. And he will be facing PWR's own Mike Madrigal at PWR Mabuhay Ang Wrestling on January 26th, 2020, 2 p.m. at the Paramax Center Spotlight in Circuit Makati. And the day before that, we will also see World Underground Wrestling Philippines' own War of the Goliaths featuring the machine Maverick Knight taking on the Super Beast for the WUW Heavyweight Champion. Also, special appearances by international stars such as Ron Von Ness and Squats. But now let's go back to Mr. Carlos Zamora himself. Now, this interview was done like a week prior to this. So, like, maybe a day or two after he hit us up on the Jobber Talk Facebook page. And again, we are so thankful, Carlos, for you hitting us up, asking when we're free to interview you where you were at that time. Because, man, it was amazing to go to BGC and go to that area. Apparently, where Carlos was working part-time as a coach, I think was beside the same building where Fox PH or Fox Philippines was located. Would you believe that? And would you believe that, yeah, I was supposed to have a second interview with someone here. That's one of the reasons why I pushed this release date to the 19th. But things happened and whatever. You know, schedules don't jibe and... Me and my friend will eventually have that interview. It's going to drop here, if ever, if not. But you know, I digress. How about let's go to the interview right now with El Guapo, Carlos Zamora. My name is Martin, and right now, I have here our special guest, none other than Mr. El Guapo himself, Carlos Zamora. How are you doing, Mr. Carlos? I am doing very good. And we're just like weeks away from your return to PWR, taking on Mike Madrigal. Are you just excited to be back in the PWR ring for your second time here at home? I am very excited to be here. And it's kind of surreal because uh, last time it was kind of taken away from me. I had an emergency thing, so I had to go home back to Denmark. I was basically uh, living here in Manila. So something happened with my, my family, so I had to go home. But fast forward one, one year later, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm faster, I'm more wise. So now I have Mike Matrigal as my opponent, you know, threatening my, uh, my belt. The belt that the likes of Drew McIntyre once held. Right. So I know, I know Mike Matrigal is going to bring it. So I'm looking forward for that. But before we go forward, guys, let's go back into the background of Mr. Zamora. Uh, I heard you, well... Just as you mentioned earlier, you're from Denmark. So tell me a bit about yourself when you were growing up. When did you start watching pro wrestling? Who got you hooked into this industry and other things growing up in Denmark? Well, basically, just um, my mom is from Dumaguete, and she went to Denmark because of money. She just a typical Filipina, uh, just sending money back home to her family. She met my dad is from Spain actually 
So I'm a actually half Spanish, half Dan uh, sorry, half Spanish, half Filipino. Um, but I grew up and I lived in Denmark, so I really never had, you know, wrestling in my life. I, it just happened to be on TV. It was when I was around eight, eight-ish, nine-ish. There were there was a, there was a channel with Mexican wrestling actually. So I, I don't remember the first wrestlers that, that I ever saw, but it was res, uh, wrestling from Mexico. Oh man, so it was like Lucha Libre style, the guys with masks flying yeah, around the ring. A little bit, but it was mostly you know, jacked up guys, really big and strong. So it wasn't Lucha Libre. And after that, when I got a little bit older, like 12, or then I followed C, uh, WCW for sure. All right. So what era of WCW was this? Like, was this at the height of the NWO? So who were your favorite WCW wrestlers when you were watching the program? Okay, so this is kind of like 97, 98, 99. So it was the Attitude Era. So it was a pretty cool thing. I, I followed Nitro, I, I followed Thunder. But I'm going to ask you a question. Who do you think was my favorite wrestler? You would never guess it. I'm going to say he's buff, he's tough, and he's got the stuff. No. No, you get, you get one more shot. Oh, no. No, it's not. It's okay. Ah. Shoot. Shoot. Did he ever wrestle in the WWE? Actually, not. No. No. Okay, okay. Eric Harris? No, no, no. It's Vampiro. Vampiro. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, what got you hooked into Vampiro? Because he was big that time in WCW as well. He was, and he was, he was big as well in, in Mexico, but he's not like... I can't really, I don't resemble, you know, Vampiro. I, I, don't, I don't look like Vampiro. But he's, he, he just had a, a special connection with, with, with the crowd when he went out. And uh, his style was pretty hybrid. He, he could do the, he had some, like, uh, MMA stuff that he did. And he also did the strength part. But he has that certain charisma that I got hooked on. So, yeah, definitely Vampiro was the, one of my first favorite guys. So moving to WCW, uh, when did you start going into the local pro wrestling scene in uh, Denmark? So in Denmark, you know, the culture is not that big with wrestling. Uh, I started as an MMA fighter. So I started with fighting and then suddenly I got a tryout for, you know, the Danish version of uh, WWE, if, if, yeah, if, if you can call it like that. So I had one week training there, and it was like everything I've seen on TV, I just knew how to do it. I knew when to do it. So I passed that as uh, the winner of that tryout, and that was like three and a half years ago. So from, from there, I was kind of like the up-and-comer, the overhyped rookie, uh, and blah, 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 because it just, it just felt natural. So I just took on the, you know, the ball and just ran with it. And from your profile, I heard you had a run-in, or you were trained also by NXT UK's Zach Gibson. Can you tell me your encounter with him uh, training you guys? You see, the funny thing is that in Denmark, the culture is not that big with wrestling, but we do have three promotions. We have Danish Pro Wrestling, we got Body Slam, we got CCW, which stands for Copenhagen Championship Wrestling. So basically, I... I do shows for them, all of them, but my, ma my main base is uh, Danish Pro Wrestling. Uh, I'm the champ at that promotion, and then I'm, I'm with Copenhagen Championship Wrestling. So, um, I th sorry, I forgot your question. 
I got carried away. Oh, sorry. Um, the question was, uh, when did you meet uh, NXT UK's Zach Gibson? Uh, I heard you were trained by him a bit. Okay, so the thing is, I, we don't really have any certified trainers. We just try to do the things that others have learned from other trainers. But the training was not that good, so we had to self-train. The, the thing they do is that they hire British wrestlers because we know that British wrestlers are very specific, are very close to uh, realism, and they're really structured. And I, I and, and we all, I only had Gibson for one week. Uh, no, sorry, one week two years ago, and then I had him one week in Liverpool, where I trained with those guys in Liverpool, and then one more time in, in Denmark. So Danish promotions they hire guys from the UK to uh, kind of uh, how do you say sharpen the the sword, right? So we only got one week of luxury with those guys, and then we have to continue developing. So that that's kind of the hard thing about being a wrestler from from Denmark. Though you mentioned three promotions in your country, it's kind of similar to here because you're fighting in PWR on the 26th, the yeah. night before. It's going to be World Underground Wrestling PH somewhere in Bulu San Pit. Oh. And then on the other end, there's also Manila Wrestling Federation, who also has a couple of TV tapings, yeah. and they're on YouTube. So it's kind of similar situations between this country and Denmark. Yeah. And now let's shift to the Philippines. And I'd like to ask, how did you get in contact with the scene? Did you contact them first, or were you, or were the guys at PWR the ones who grabbed your attention and say, hey, uh, I heard you're... Filipino, would you want to drop by here and wrestle for us like a couple of years ago? So that was one year and a half I was here the first time in Manila. I tried to reach out to them, but they ignored me. But I was just a nobody, but I knew I was, you know, I, I, I knew my stuff a bit. Um, then I tried half a year after. That was one year ago. Uh, still ignored me. So somebody, some dude from Facebook, he, he asked me, uh, he reached out to me, are you Filipino re wrestler? I know the PWR guys. So he, hooked, he actually hooked me up with, uh, with them, and I think it was uh, Dax. Oh, Dax Javier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he forward, forwarded me to Mark, JDL, JDL. And JDL, he, he was just, he, he had this attitude, attitude I guess, yeah, you, you, yeah, just bring in whatever. Let's see what I can do. So I, I, I show up for their practice one week before their first show of the year. So I start rolling, doing my stuff, and everybody was like, hey, you, JDL, you got to have this guy with you, uh, w with us uh, at, the, at, at, at the show. But they were fully packed. Um, so they booked me for a pre-match, yeah, pre-show pre, pre match. So I had five minutes. Five minutes. That was two times I had five-minute match, the the two first ma uh, shows uh, at the year. I was only given five minutes, but I tried to make it uh, as good as possible. So for sure, I think I, I made an impact. Hell yeah! I remember your match with Tutan was so good, it made the full match Fridays on their YouTube page. Yeah, uh, I mean Tutan, he had, we had a good chemistry. It's just like a story. It's not about. Mm, creating spots is about creating a moment we we had a moment like that tutan he was supposed to be the complete underdog and i'm just you know totally arrogant ignoring him i was shifting to being a little bit heel 
kind of like the first time when I wrestled Capitan PWR, that was one month earlier. I was supposed to be the new guy just showing my stuff. But uh, we told the story of me and Tutan right there. And he's a funny, funny guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But now, oh, he's ruthless. And I think you'd like to see him in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, if, 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 the, if the people, the, 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 the PWR fans, who, who wouldn't want to see Capitan Tutan versus El Guapo too? Because I heard he has a challenge. So maybe if you're ready for two matches a night, you know, you know who to call. He's just there at ringside. Yeah, be careful what you wish for, Tutan. <laughs> and now let's shift back to, like, after your match with Capitan Tutan, your second match, uh, PWR Nice. You had to head back for the family emergency, but in between that time and now, you finally won the DPW Heavyweight Championship. How did it feel to be the champion of DPW? I was, uh, for a long time, not for a long time, but I just remember somebody s saying that he, who, who the hell is this guy? He's just an overhyped rookie. I might be a rookie, but I'm not overhyped for sure. I, I know I w worked really hard for this. I know that uh, I carry my uh, my weight around. And, and that was like a, a moment of, okay, I made this in three years. Let's see what I can do with four. So another thing that happened before your return here in the Philippines was the WWE tryout. Care to tell us how it happened for you? Basically, it was Zach Gibson who, who told me to uh, text them or email them because you recommended me. I might be interest, interested. Uh, they they might be interested in me. So I went to, I got a tryout uh, in London, UK Performance Center. It wasn't at Orlando. It was this time. It was uh, at London. So we had two or three days to show them what we could do but it was kind of weird because we didn't get any feedback but just the fact that so few people so few performers they walked through that door mm -hmm. that made me extra 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 proud and wanted to work even harder so not by i didn't didn't really get my my stay extended or get a you know a contract handed but I just feel like I have a, a foot inside the door. And when I was there, I was thinking about the Philippine wrestling scene, as well as I know that JDL and, and Crystal and, and Ken Warren, they, they, they had just finished their tryout. So I knew that just by that fact that Philippine wrestling is on a map and we're here to make it even bigger because we're supposed to be there. All right, man. And uh, since you were there in the triad, of course you got to check out and try their drills. So was it harder or did you gain knowledge and put it back to DPW when you came back to Denmark? I mean, for sure they tried to, to kill us with, with the, the drills, but it was kind of wrestling-related drills. So it didn't bother me at all. I wasn't, you know, really pushed to the limit cardio-wise because I have great cardio, but... For sure, I got wiser after that stay. I mean, I, I, I had the opportunity to to talk to Regal about what about this, what about that, what about psychology, even more important. Um, but, you know, they're, they're all about proper technique and safe technique. But it's all about creating, you know, the character that you believe in yourself. I know one thing for sure that I should wor be working on is doing more promos a lot because if you're if you're a wrestler you're supposed to entertain you're supposed to talk you're supposed to talk 
during podcasts uh, in front of, you know, 10 people or 1,000 people. So you just got to work hard on on what you're good at and work hard on what you're, you might be need to be working on. So that, that made me realize that I need to believe in the character even more and where do, where do I come from and so on. And now you got the championship belt on your waist. You're back here in the Philippines. And like we said earlier, you're defending it on Philippine soil against Mike Madrigal, one of PWR's toughest competitors. And since he too is an MMA guy, do you have any certain strategy as to try to fend him off and still keep the belt on your waist before you fly off back to Denmark? You see, I, I have a European title and I, I choose to defend it in Asia. Only for the one reason is to build bridges and create more visibility for Philippine wrestling. I'm, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for us. Just like JDL's, uh, no, I think it was TJ Perkins who said he didn't do it for, for him. He didn't do it for JDL. He did it for us, Philippine wrestling. So I'm just here building a bridge. And for, and, and, and for Mike Madrigal, I, I know his game. I, I know he's, uh, he's, he's well-rounded. So what people can expect is that it's going to be hard-hitting for sure. I'm going to chop the hell out of him, and I hope he does the same. But I really hope that we can create a, a five, even six, six-star match uh, just, to, uh, just to show the people, because I'm only here once in a while, and I'm really planning on being here more. So I know that Mike is a very, very talented up-and-comer or... I mean, he's he's a, he's a face now. He used to be a heel. He used to flip the bird <laughs> quite some time. He still flips the bird either way, and the fans still love him. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's also a former PHX champion, uh, yeah. like the white belt. And speaking of belts, where else are we going to see El Guapo, Carlos Zamora, defend that belt in the Asia region? Do you have any future plans outside the Philippines or none yet? I have a German guy, a big, tough dude, uh, who just challenged me um, if I win the belt against Mike. Oh. So I'll be bring, bringing that belt back home to Denmark, and I'll be facing a German guy. But as far as El Guapo, he will continue to get booked new places I've never been before. So this is for not me. This is not for my opponent. This is for Philippine wrestling, for sure. All right, thank you so much, El Guapo. Now, to the fans at home listening to this episode or at their workplace or on their way to work, where can we see you online? Do you have any social media accounts you want us to plug here on Jobber Talk? I got a YouTube channel. Just search for Carlos Zamora. You'll find me, or you can follow me on Facebook, or you can follow me on Instagram. It's still Carlos Zamora. Carlos, thank you so much for this very quick interview. Good luck on your match with Mr. Madrigal, and we'll see you there on Sunday. And that's about it. Please like Jobber Talk on Facebook, follow Channel 14 on Twitter at CH14, all letters, no numbers. Also, check out our other shows like Third World Linux, Third World Gaming featuring Critical Index, Podignites, and Radio Norm. And that's it. We'll see you next time. Peace.